That was quiet. What's up, Jesse? What's going on? Not much, man. Monica joined us. Hi, guys. How's, how's her volume? Is it good? Yeah, go ahead, Monica. You want me to be at regular volume or Monica volume? We're no, you're <laughs> perfect. And you're perfect. <laughs> so anyhow, we're joining us today with Monica. Um, you know, kind of an outside take on our third-party system. And, you know, she's she sits down here in the background and she does a lot of the camera stuff. And she kind of hears us talking all the time. So what are your thoughts, Monica? I think any system, and don't ask me what kind, besides the show that we're working with now would not be a bad idea. I really like the idea of a third party. I like how when you guys and Andy talk about it, it's like a fresh take. It's a lot, um, it's just, a, it seems like a lot less drama. And really a, a candidate for the people sounds amazing. I just want a president that smokes a cigar. You kind of got me convinced I'm Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura is pretty interesting. Huh? Yeah. I like I like Jesse Ventura. Um, he's he's a little crazy, but he is genuine and he is honestly crazy. Just think <laughs> about all the conspiracy theories, things that he did with aliens, and now like the Pentagon and all that stuff is coming out with aliens. I think it's hilarious. Oh, it'd be it's it'd funny. be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Don't. What? I thought you were gonna we don't want to do that because <laughs> we don't want to turn off our listeners. Um, that's in reference to our last podcast that we did with um, Mars Attacks. But anyhow, so let's get back to it. So, do you know anything about Andrew Yang? I know that he's a fresh young face, and okay. that he kind of got grouped into the Democrat gang. Because it really wasn't an option for him to be like, no, I'm different. I'm over here. Would you vote for somebody like Andrew Yang? I don't really know enough about him to speak to it. Well, I think the reason I ask is I think it's important because a lot of people that don't follow politics or, or haven't followed politics most of their lives or don't know about politics, you know, that, I think it's a mainstream America. They don't know much about it, so they vote kind of what they know, what their parents tell them, or kind of like the party lines or kind of how the – I think people vote on the moral – standings of what's happening in the media which is kind of scary because the media really contrives a bunch of shit well because where else are you supposed to find information if you go to someone like me who hasn't been keeping up with i keep up with current events and world events and whatnot but i don't i couldn't tell you the background and history of all these different um candidates and what the 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 drama and the politics behind them i don't know a whole lot about them because I think it gets confusing because where are you going to go ask, ask someone like me or like many people in our country who aren't completely up to date with everything. Um, it's confusing. Where are you going to go for your information? Fox and CNN. That's the only place that people who don't know about other outlets, other uh, places to look. That's the only place we know to go. So then you get this side and this side, and then you're left to make your own choices in the middle, which I, you know, it, it can be very confusing and overwhelming. And then people are afraid to say, hey, I think this, because they're going to get screamed at by someone else saying, no, you're wrong. That's mean. Well, because we, for some reason, we've moved away from the idea, like, because, you know, when, the, when all this first started, right, like you would have had to, because it wouldn't have been, uh, the political parties wouldn't have played a big role. It would have been like uh, the individual yeah. and what the individual person believed. And now we've moved to the system where instead of caring so much about the, what the individual believes, we're even trying to. Uh, study the individual so we know what they actually think we just group them into these parties and then we just assume what they believe so it's like oh you know who do you want to vote for on this uh, on this list of people you've never heard of the r's or the d's 
you know, and it's not like some people don't like the D. Um, some people certainly do, <laughs> but you know, other people they, they just vote based on a they just vote based on based on you know party affiliation. And some people will still go independent just because it says independent. And I, I yeah, I know people do that, but I mean, not enough. And I, and and for some reason, people scary. don't look into it. Like, and I I don't, I don't really don't understand um, how to break through on that. I mean, think about think about what teachers how they. If you look, you know, we don't learn really shit in high school, honestly. I think that we need to refocus our education system, um, really make it to a system to where, why are we taking gen eds in college? You know, I had, a, I had, a, I had an entire system, an entire semester of college done in high school. We need to focus on that. I mean, if you can do that in high school, there's no reason to yeah. have those first two years of college. So, so and it makes it harder for um impoverished people to go to college because it makes it more expensive because you're paying for two years of bullshit that you don't even need and people work three jobs just to pay for college or they work seven days a week you know and go to class like there's some heroic people out there that don't have a chance from the word go and i think that um the media loves to play on that they love to like play it up but they don't ever offer a solution for it and that's why i think that third parties are so vital and especially in this stage of the game uh, when you're really voting between a douche and a turd South Park. Well, have you seen that episode? I, I, it's not. It's been years. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm a, I don't mean to be facetious, but I, I, I think that in, in the in, at the end game of things, you got people like that don't know much about politics, that don't read it, and we've been doing it for years. We've been following. I mean, I remember following Young Turks in 2010. It's been a decade. You know what I mean? And they were like the like only independent people on YouTube doing kind of like the they're off brand type thing. And I think that, you know, um, it's starting to become more and more like that now, and it's kind of exciting. And I think Trump has been the symptom of that. And so um, how do you feel about that, Monica? Do you think Trump's been a symptom of you learning more about politics? A symptom? Yeah, do you think Trump is one of the main reasons that you know or, more about politics today? a catalyst? A catalyst? What do you, what, where do you want to go with? I think... What semantics do you want to play? <laughs> I think the fact that it seems like our country is in kind of a state of being a hot mess right now has made me more interested in politics. And I think a lot of the um, American people's view about that stems from having a president who just says anything and does anything and makes these outrageous claims. I mean, at least he's entertaining to watch because what is he going to say next? What is he going to do next? So what do you think that he's saying that's so outrageous? Well, the, the ramp... Situation was pretty funny. The ramp was ten yards long. Okay, what's that? But see, but this, but this is good stuff to know because this is what sticks. This is what stick. Uh, th so Trump, I don't know if you've seen this yet. Um, he, I mean, he I've was, seen a lot of stuff, but maybe that was was that the, like today or something? Uh, we were watching it yesterday. We watched it last uh -huh. night. So but like I don't know when it's walking, from, but he's walking really slow down the ramp. But he's like, the ramp was so long, but it's actually only ten yards. It's just Trump, dude. He starts yeah. to be but, silly about it, and part of it's funny, but part of it's like. But see, I think he just—he's just a storyteller, but, you know. But but Monica, but he definitely is a storyteller. But Monica catches on to that. But a lot of Americans catch on to shit like that, and that, mm -hmm. that's what we've got to get away from. Because you got people like Andrew Yang, and you got people like Jesse Ventura that are out there and be like, "Oh, we'll do single payer tax. We'll do yeah, we'll do all the stuff the Democrats want, but we're not beholden to the party. We're not beholden to the establishment." Um, what else, Monica? Um, I think. What else have you learned from Trump? Oh, from Trump? Yeah. Let's stick, let's stick on the Trump train real quick, because I'm, um, I'm curious. That the word tremendous is overused. 
Okay. Um, it's just amazing, I think, to hear peers, family, and friends. Some people just love him, and some people hate him, and some people really hate him. It's, I don't know. It's almost like, here's an example. Um, at my place of work, we don't talk about, I personally don't talk about politics. But if politics ever come up, don't you dare say you're conservative. Or you're suddenly an evil, awful person who's mean to kittens or something. So, I mean, it's it's hard to even talk about in company that's not you guys. Like, I will text Andy, and I'll be like, girl, I need a good, unbiased source. I need to listen to something that's not going to be um, super biased. And she's like, the hill. Go to the hill. So, like, I think that's a website. I don't think she was telling me to go away. Like, go to the hill. But... Um. But no, okay, so what I guess my question is, what do you see policy-wise from Trump? Let's, let's just talk policy. What policies do you disagree with on Trump? Or agree with? I'm kind of lost. Okay, what about Biden? Still lost. Well, I don't think, I think it's more just about personality than... Uh, than, than and that's my point. It's like... That's it's all, it's and, all it seems to be about. And, and, and that's what's scary to me. So, like, we talk about policy at the end of the day, and people that don't, don't follow politics or don't know about, uh, about politics. And really, you know, I'm a, I'm a ride variety type of person. I watch everything from um, uh, The Rising to Young Turks to Jimmy Dore to Joe Rogan to... Um, Dave Rubin. I know you listen to a lot of CNN, or at least you were for a long time. Oh, dude, and I was, and here's the thing was, and I didn't realize how angry CNN made me, but here's my daily ritual. I'd get up in the morning, if it was Monday, I would put on ABC's podcast with Jeff Stepanopoulos, uh, with, uh, Stepanopoulos. George Stepanopoulos. George, right? Sorry, thank you. I don't know why I said Jeff, but George Stepanopoulos, I would listen to that, and then I would listen to CNN, and because I had Chris Christie on there, Anderson Cooper, right? Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. And listen to it every Sunday, and it made me angry, because what I caught myself doing was, I'm like, you guys are lying to me. That's a lie. That is a lie right there. You're, that's propaganda. And I, I kept saying it. And then I would turn on Jimmy Dore. And guess what Jimmy Dore was saying? <laughs> yeah. Look at these propagandists are liars. I'm like, well, yeah. I love Jimmy Dore. You know what I mean? And they Don't... say it was such conviction, too. Like, they state everything as fact. And it's not. I mean, So, it's... to someone who's not always following it. So, to know where I come from, like, I listen to literally everything. It's just not, like, one source. And... And here's the thing is, and, and sometimes I get labeled a conservative because I will defend Trump on some things because there's something, there's things that he deserves to be defended on. You know, look at criminal justice reform, even though it was a shitty pass, like he passed a little bit of part of it. And I think that people don't understand that. And being a criminologist, I'm like, I am like progressive when it comes to like prison reform, getting people mental health care, you know, getting a lot of nonviolent criminals out of our prison system. What's, American taxpayers shouldn't be paying for all this shit that we pay for every day. Yeah. $94 a day for a prisoner. It's, it's ridiculous. And so um, no one runs on those issues. And I think that's, that's the thing is when you can't name an issue of a candidate and you, we talk about like, well, you know, he, he walks down a ramp weird or he mentioned – that's like – you see what I'm saying, how broken American is? Amer American. America is or Americans are. Are you saying I'm broken? In a, not broken like a bad way. I'm just saying it's like our system's broken because you hear Republican good, Democrat bad, Democrat bad, Republican good. You know what I mean? I think that those things are, are a parlay. What are your thoughts, Jesse? No, I mean, I think that's what, I mean, I don't know how it's, how it's become that way. Like it's, it's less about uh, what he's actually doing and just more about him as a person. And maybe that's just because of Trump, but 
at the same time, I think, you know, if you'd have said the same thing with Obama and maybe Mitt Romney, it probably wouldn't have been really a policy thing either. You know, like a lot of people just liked Obama's personality the way he was. Maybe they didn't even know all of his policies, but they, yeah, maybe they thought he was just a genuine guy. Maybe they thought he was a good guy. So they distrusted him. And it's just not really about, you know, um, Jimmy Dore goes heavy on Barack Obama. Yeah, he he doesn't play around, and 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 deservedly so. Um, I mean, I think that, and I and I do I do think there's arguments why Barack Obama could be, he could have been a great president, but I think the problem was he became a corporate uh, corporalist, and he became, um, and that's why he doesn't have a legacy right now, is because he pushed stuff like TPP. You know what I mean? We don't need another NAFTA. And I, I don't understand. And, and I think that's that's that we need people that are going to work for us. And that's why we had our two segments on Jesse Ventura and Andrew Yang. Um, Monica, do you know what the TPP is? I knew you were going to quiz me about something. It's not a bad, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just, it's just a curiosity thing. Trans-Pacific paper airplane. <laughs> you No, that's really good. Partnership. Partnership. You did really good. But um, do you know what that entails? I would have to imagine something about trade. Yeah, I mean... If I had a guess, which I do. But what I'm saying is most people don't. Most people take the word of the politician for it. We become in a society where we don't research shit. We we have everything at our fingertips by Google. See, here's the thing about that. But we don't research it. Here's the thing about researching... That's what I've been doing, especially in the last couple of months and weeks, is like if I hear a term that I'm not familiar with, like TPP or NAFTA, which I know, I, you said NAFTA and I tried not to laugh because there's a family guy joke about that. That has me rolling usually. So anyway, I will Google and just go through and see what can I learn about this. Now, Lord knows where I, see, then you can learn, but here's the thing about Again, people like me, you can try to learn about something and then you turn on any podcast, any article, and you're told you're wrong or someone's wrong or thinking that way is wrong. So I think it's also kind of intimidating to really get into the politics of stuff. So that's why I'm like Andy. I'm like texting Andy. I'm like, hey, give me something something to read that's not going to confuse me. And I don't – I mean I'm an intelligent person, but this stuff is very, very intimidating. Well, I had a, a friend that I graduated with contact me within the last like two weeks. And she was talking to me, and you know, and and she was like, "How do how do I tell if if these uh if these sources are legitimate?" Thank you. you. Know? Yes. And and because she was like, "Oh, I, I look at these different sites, and and this one says this, and this one says that." And eventually, because I I was trying to like talk to her about it, eventually I was like, "Hey, send them to me. I'll go through them because all I do is I, as I study as I study these sources to see which ones are full of shit, and I cross reference so much stuff because I'm uh, obsessed with it." So I can kind of go through and figure out what what's what's trash and what's not trash. I know that's not a good answer. No, but, I mean that that helps but, me. How do you know? What do you look I, yeah. for to make it be like okay, that's bullshit? It's tough. It's, so, it's tough. I mean, Tim Pool talks about that, and he has a validating source that he uses. Yeah. Um, what I want to do is, you know, uh, if you go to our Facebook page on Asinine, we're gonna start posting sources for you guys to Yay. to get some media from. It's something that we need to commit to doing. And um, it's not a Republican or a Democratic thing. It's it's what is an independent media source to where you guys can actually reference material. Because if you believe it or not, our group of actual internal friends that started Asinine Media, we're a very split group of people. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not very really ideological, like one side versus the other. But oh. one thing that I do know, and I was talking um, to Chris about this the other night, was 
he's afraid, and this is what this is what I don't understand, and he's not here to defend himself, but like, um, afraid of a voting now for a third party because the this election is so dire, but twenty twenty four, and I I'm not I'm not that afraid. I'm ready to jump in, and I'm ready. I'm gung ho for now. Because I don't, and even if see, even if you went full bore now and Trump won, or Biden won, I mean Biden's not going to do eight years. There's no way that guy is going to be able to do eight years. No, it's not possible. He would be a placeholder for a real president. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just is this the truth about Joe Biden? That's what he is, you know. I mean, Joe placeholder Biden. You know, and there's something about having a female vice president that's cool. You know what I mean? And that that might garner a lot of votes. You know, and if I may, go ahead. Not really. Just another person, honestly. But doesn't doesn't a female vice president uh, teach young girls that a woman could be vice president? A female doctor could do that. A female. I know. I know. It's it's like I when people when Hillary was was you know when people were like Hillary she's a woman I'm people were saying they were gonna vote for her just to have someone like them and I'm like that's not how this works. Mom could get so much hate. <laughs> I mean it sounds I mean according to it, it just seems like you're gonna get hate no matter what. Well, I think that it's a very it's a very interesting prospect, but like I I don't think that you you limit a lot of things when you try to say you're gonna do one thing specifically. You limit your options. And I think limiting somebody's options is never a good thing in general. Like, no matter what part of life you're living in. I just don't think it's a very good idea to take... Uh... I mean, you can take those into consideration, I guess. If two people are exactly the same, then maybe you go with the person who... Is that good, who though? hasn't had certain opportunities. Because then at least it th- all things are even. Yeah. Typically, not all things are equal. So it's... Uh... So if you just say you're just going to do it, you know, um, and vote for somebody just based on, you know, their sexual orientation or whatever it might be, you know, it's, I, I don't think that's a good way of being, but I don't think you get the, I don't think that like promotes meritocracy or, you know, you put in the best person in the, in that position necessarily. I think you're starting to see a trend in women getting more involved with politics. So a, a female presence could happen just because women yeah. are, women are more involved um, with politics. You know, it's not uh a male, it's it's still a male dominated thing, but we're making progress, and I think that's huge, and it's exciting. You know what I mean? Um, I think that you know something like Andrew Yang is really gonna help that along, or Jesse Ventura. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that though, if you if you go to an independent party again, if you look at people that've been independently elected, that's where you're gonna start seeing you're gonna start seeing wins. And um, I think last election in 2016 there was one of the elections that had the most independent wins of any other election. And that was kind of exciting to see, like independent senators and, and whatnot. So we need that. We need that train to keep on uh, rolling. Yeah. So on uh, real quick, and I want to ask this. So as far as, you know, the, the two-party candidates, um, what scares you the most, Monica, about how the how everything is right now that you have to choose between the lesser of two evils and is that and where do you get the definition of evil from for either candidate better the devil you know i guess but where do you get that information from is what i'm asking like what what scares you about either candidate i'll just uh turn on the tv look at the internet any of the sources that are thrown at you seem very polarized it just sounds, it's just a lot of unknown for me is what I'm saying. For me and a lot of people like me. 
Jimmy Dore goes on about that, about the lesser of two evils, you know, and about the whole idea of still, you're still voting for evil. And he's like, I'm not going to vote for evil, you know, and he, so he just won't even do it at all. Like you say, he's just going to, he'll just opt out if, if that's the case. Who's he voting for? Has he said yet? I don't think so. I don't think he said. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if he'll play ball because unless he's just putting on a front, I don't think he's putting on a front though. <laughs> I think he's pretty pissed off. And I know, I think if they don't, if, if Biden doesn't give him anything, I think he'll just stay home. Dude, he's been very outspoken about everything. I'm excited to see the conventions coming up, but um, is there anything else you want to say, Monica? I'm excited, too. About what? To see what could be coming up for the upcoming election, to see who our options might be, and to see if anybody gets a little bit more real. I think that's what I'm looking for in, in a candidate that I would trust, is someone who's a little bit more real. Someone who's not... Um, Voting a certain way because they're terrified or voting a certain way because they're being paid to or um, saying horrible things about saying grab them. By the P word. Yeah, but I didn't know by the what vulva? your guys, by the, it's, a, you know what, when he says, that's another anatomical thing. You can't. I'm just joking. He's just. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> God, leave it to the public. We're getting off track. Public. I want to like. I want to like the candidate that I vote for, and that hasn't been a thing in a while. So I, I, I hope that I can have hope in a candidate that I actually trust. It's not, it's I look not forward happen to that this election. Day. It's not going to happen this election. And, I mean, right. This is this is like the most. It's going to be the most scary. polarized and the most dangerous election. But should we like had. every? And here's my thing: is should you like every candidate? Like, I, I don't know. It's like, is that a thing to judge a president by? Like likability or somebody that's going to get shit done? I'm like, not sure how many people actually vote that way. That's what I, was, I mean. I think a lot of people vote that way. I think I think they did with Obama, but I'm not sure. Like, if if Joe Biden comes out and he looks like a total ass in some of this stuff. I think it'll be pretty up in the air. You know, I, I don't know. We'll I mean, see what happens. Polls are trending towards Biden right now. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I mean, Trump's got to push for it. If Trump wants any chance of winning, he's got to be on the debate stage. Trump yes. will not win the presidency if he allows um, uh, Biden to kind of skate by and stay in the basement. He's just not going to win. It's not possible because he's not out campaigning. He canceled the convention. He's not going to have that rally. Um and that, that was a big thing, and that's and that's what Trump did was those rallies. Yeah. That, so it'll it'll it's eaten out of right now. I mean, right it crushes now. him. I mean, and Biden just sits in a basement. So, what are your thoughts? Are you done, Monica? <laughs> basement. Oh. Whose basement? <laughs> his own. His own. He's, he's chilling in his own basement. We're in the basement. I don't know, but he's actually where his videos come from. Yeah. Our like, videos <laughs> come from the basement. I know, but that that's a real he's thing. He's just like me. Oh, God. You are just like Joe Biden. <laughs> well, we're going to end it there, guys. Third party <laughs> podcast. Um, but no, thanks for checking in. Um, it's, a, it's a real talk, you know, a table talk type of podcast. And uh, we're here to uh, move things forward. See you later. Night.